Welcome to the Watching World podcast, a podcast of Abundant Life, whose mission is to see lives changed by Jesus and whose vision is to be living proof of a loving God to a watching world. As always, I'm your host, Les Norman. Thanks for joining us today. And what a, what a fun episode today. What a fun podcast we're going to be rolling out here because I'm, I'm sitting across from some friends here, been married for a long time, and there's some fun, uh, awesome parents and respecting each other, but it, it, they're about as human as you can get because they're easygoing. They'll, they'll tell you, I think my favorite thing, you guys, is that, um, well, Rory, maybe you might be able to have a little more. I'm like the, the not tact person. Kristen will smack me upside the head. But uh, Rory Ockenbaugh is over there with her with her beau, with her husband, Tim. And Tim, you just tell it like it is, man. I love that about you, dude. <laughs> I like to call him bold. Bold? Is that yes, the word you use? That is the word I use. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that my wife ever used the idiot word, but she, she might mean it. I don't know, but I guess she means that in a good way. But we're going to be talking today with Tim and Rory. Uh, about couples' life change and what God has done in their life, what marriage looks like, raising a family, all kinds of stuff. And we're sitting here starting, this may be a one-parter, maybe a two-parter. We're just going to roll with this thing and, and see how it goes. So, Tim, hey, man, long day of work, but I'm, I'm glad you're here, buddy. You doing I'm ready. Right? I'm ready to go. You ready yes, to go? And I do tell it like it is. I, and sometimes I, that's accepted, sometimes it's not, and that's okay. In this room and on this podcast, it is oh, it is absolutely. It's actually not accepted; it's expected. There you go. It's a little bit of both. There so it's great to have you guys here. Um, I've, I appreciate your friendship. It's it's still even in the early stages, which is cool. I mean, yeah. I've worked alongside your bride for a while in Fusion. It's been a few years since we've been working together as volunteers in Fusion, and you know, now Tim, we get to know each other a little bit. And at it, church, I'm known as Rory Alkenball's husband. Yes, and, so, and my I'm playing days. I'm trying to days, change that. It, hey, but I don't know that okay. you'll ever be able to. I always man. put the best forward. That, that a boy. So there you go. That a boy. Does he do this not just in public? Does he lift you up like that? This is oh all, yes, this is all he's the time. very good at it. That's awesome. Okay, so uh, first of all, uh, Tim, tell me, you know, tell me any information about you. A little quick bio, what you do, and things you like, and stuff like that. Anything okay. you can think of, man. Um, so yeah, grew up in Pennsylvania. Um, got out of there as uh, this is a small town, you know, small town life. Got out of there as, as soon as I could, as quick as I could. So I joined the military. I was in the military. I was in the Air Force for um, quite a while. And, um, you know, I like to think I, I was never planning on going back to Pennsylvania, but I picked up Rory in high school in Pennsylvania. So, um, now, Rory, was that because your your choices were limited or was that, I mean, <laughs> was that? Yeah. Definitely God ordained. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So um, right now, you know, I, we moved out here in 2010. Um, I am a residential landlord, so I own a bunch of residential properties, mostly in Grandview. And um, let's see, um, I guess that's my my work. And then, yeah, I just spent a lot of time traveling, hanging out with my kids, hanging out with my wife, and um, you know, at some point, some parts mentoring young men here and there. That's awesome. That's a good way to fulfill the calling, man. That's good. All right, Rory, your turn. Tell a little bit about you. Um, so I met Tim in Pennsylvania in high school, and then I went to uh, Penn State and got a double degree in kinesiology. Yeah. Um, wow. Athletic training and physical ed- education and health teacher. And then um, after my first year and a half of working, we had Allison, and I've been home ever since. 
And mm-hmm. so uh, let's see. We moved here in 2010, like you said. Yep. And after a year, we started homeschooling. So that was my new profession. <laughs> and, and you do a great job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Not easy. We did it with one child. You have four, right? Yes, okay, I have, have four. I have, have a 17-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 10, getting ready to be 11 next month. Uh, two girls, two boys, and um, Allison, Ethan, Owen, and Sophia. And I love it. I know that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I know that's uh, like my assignment where God wants me to be right now. Um, and it works so well for our family. It gives us flexibility to to travel, to serve, and to do the things the Lord calls us to do. We just did homeschool for one boy, two boys, one boy, one year. Wow. Yeah. And you're doing it with four and have been doing it for a long time. So my hat's off to all of you out there that are homeschooling. Yeah, That's not absolutely. an easy job, man. It's every parent is a teacher, but when you bring school into home, um, that can be really tough. So uh, one of the things that I notice about you two, and I've noticed since before, even before I met Tim, Rory, but now Tim, that we know each other, um, there are a lot of times I will hear you say in your normal vernacular, about how it's it's God-ordained moments and you guys really want to follow marriage, family, and life in tune with the Spirit of God being faithful. And, and Rory, I'll tell you this because I know during the day he's working, but part of stuff that I do in ministry is sometimes on social media if I'm doing radio or something like that. And I get encouraged by a lot of your posts because you, you post some things on social media that are God-glorifying versus some pretty cool backgrounds, by the way. There's some, there's some talent right there as well. But, uh, you know, it's a common theme for you two. There's no surprise that you guys seem to get along well. You're not just a married couple, but you're also really close and best friends. And it's not because you told me that. I could see that since day one. The facial expressions, the way, I mean, even just holding hands and the way you interact with each other. So it doesn't surprise me that you say that, but that leads me to the fact of, so start individually. And and Tim, I'll come back to you. Um, was, was God a part of your family life growing up? What was the a, a moment in your life that you said, whoa, there was a, there's something to this salvation thing? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so growing up, there was no church or anything like that. Um, I actually got saved when I joined the military, which um, that's a story in itself. That was but, our last time dinner story. That was a last and time. That yeah. was a good story. Yeah. I mean, anybody's salvation story could occupy an hour. So, um, but I did get saved, and Rory and I were dating at the time, and we were actually engaged when I got saved. And so it was a little, it was a little awkward, and it was a little worrisome for Rory because she, um, she did not like I, I, I look at that part of my life as like the awakening, the wisdom of God came into my life at that point. And so there was obviously um, 18 years of baggage that I was dragging along with me. And now I had this fiance that I was deeply and madly in love with. And then all of a sudden, you know, I wanted to be a good, right Christian. So I was like, well, we can't do this anymore, and we can't do that anymore. We got to do this, and we got to do that. And so that was that was difficult for a certain amount of years. Um, Rory showed me a lot of grace, and I showed her a lot of grace. But um, um, we did eventually, when we got married, we did eventually realize that we needed to have Christ in the center of our relationship. Uh, we were in our early 20s. We were young enough to think that we knew everything, um, but actually knew absolutely nothing. 
And so um, that's when it really started to to come to fruition in our marriage. Those first couple of years were kind of, they were a little rough because I just had um, expectations that I placed on my wife and she had expectations that she placed on me. And I think that ultimately just ended in um, failure and chaos. And so when we started placing our expectations on the Lord and seeing how we could serve one another sacrificially throughout the day and um, just make time for one another, and it was a lot less about me as more it was about Rory, then that's when we really saw our marriage start to grow. And, and that was probably when we were around... I would say 26 or 27 years old. So it's and, amazing. And how. kids too had something to do with it. Like Ali had some, Ali came first. And so, you know, kid teaches you how to, uh, how uh, having a baby teaches you just how selfish you really are. Absolutely. It shows that to you very quickly. And all our kids are special. And I know, yeah, I know your, your oldest three, I don't know Sophia yet because she's not around much, but um, there's some special kids you guys have there. Thank you. I mean, you, you really do. We it's so awesome. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know so too. They, they are a treasure. <laughs> yes, sure. absolutely. As yeah. well. I mean, I've got the, two of the best boys. I could ever hope for it. And it's yep. always there. People say, oh, your boys are amazing. Yep. It's in spite of me. <laughs> that is the Lord all the way. Mm -hmm. uh, so Rory, uh, what, what about you growing up? Yeah. So I grew up Catholic um, and, you know, it's just what you typically hear. It, we went Christmas and Easter and then we just stopped going all together. Um, and so when Tim did get saved, I was like, whoa, what do you mean things have to change? Isn't this how people live? You know, so it wasn't until we got married that I actually got saved in our first uh, six months of being married. And honestly, Again, I didn't know I wasn't saved until that moment, that moment <laughs> mm -hmm. when we had some elders yeah. come to our house yeah. and ask me the question. Um, now, wasn't there a time, I got to go back to our dinner that we, yeah. this really stood out to me when you said this, mm -hmm. because I remember my family saying this about me. Wasn't there a time where did, did Tim come home and, and he got saved? Was there something I think that I heard you say, can I just have my Timmy back? Oh yeah. It was, it was the Absolutely. weird. It was like, he's changed. What's going on? Right. And you have to know that we started dating our junior year of high school. So when he went into the air force, we had already been dating for three years. And then all of a sudden it was like, Hey, I found Christ and this needs to change. And I didn't read the Bible. I didn't know the Lord, you know, so I honestly didn't know where he was coming from. Mm -hmm. And I thought I knew the Lord. So again, I didn't know where he was coming from. Right. Um, but I think one of the reasons why Tim and I are so passionate about marriage and mentoring is because our marriage made it because of the Lord and because of the mentorship of a uh, man, his name is um, Stephen, and he walked Tim through the first couple years of marriage. And at that time, patiently, <laughs> yes, Steve Jessen, bless him. Yep. And uh, he walked him through his portion while the Lord was walking me through mine. And it was that together that helped us have a strong marriage. And we both look back now and know that the Lord allowed us to walk through those things the hardships that we had and the fights and the this and the that that we went through so that we can now share the wisdom that we gained right. from the Lord with others. And, and what I'm hearing here is it, it takes me back to the early parts of my marriage when the, the kids were babies. Literally, one of them was a baby and one just got out of being a baby. And I remember thinking, well, I, I had my baggage, like you mm -hmm. said, Tim. Oh, and yeah. Boy, I had... 
I had a full cargo plane of baggage <laughs> I was bringing into the marriage, and Kristen had a little bit of her baggage. But you know, when you when you throw yours on top of her, and then you right. throw yours on top of him, and now you got your own plus now it's you, you, both of yours, and then you're doing that within your own power. That is a recipe for disaster. And I remember coming to that time in my marriage thinking, I had it all wrong. I thought we were going to make it. We were going to be the couple, and I was strong enough, and she was strong enough, and we could do this. But it wasn't until we gave individually our lives over to the Lord and understood this marriage is not on us. This marriage is on the foundation of Jesus. That's when it took off. Absolutely. That's why your relationship with the Lord needs to be your main priority. Because as you give that time to the Lord each day, He overflows into everything else. He overflows into your marriage, into your kids' relationships, and then everything else. So that really does need to be the first priority. So you had people mentoring you guys. And so how important, was there a lesson that people taught you about mentorship and community, or was it by example? Or, you know, what is the, uh, let me, let me give you a concrete question, Tim. How important is community? Well, it's, it's, it's one of the utmost things. I'll just, I'll just start by saying that my mentorship came out of desperation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was me crying out to the Lord, like, I literally have no idea what I'm doing as a husband. So you're saying you were right where you needed to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was desperate because I, I had such a uh, desire to love Rory well. Yeah. And I thought I was doing a great job of loving her well, but everything that was coming from that was, it was not fruitful. It's because I was trying to love her the wrong ways and not necessarily um, serving her with a sacrificial love. And so Steve was a a big moment in my life when it came to what does it really look like to be a godly husband? Mm -hmm. He framed that picture for me. He, he, He patiently walked me through that for a few years and Um, And kept pointing you back to scripture. This is why you do this. This is why. Yeah, I would ask him the same question like 20 times, different ways, expecting a different response. But he was so patient just to give me the loving response that I needed. Most of the time, not something that I really wanted to hear, but something that I absolutely needed. And um, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's probably where I learned a lot of my my tough man love. Like, hey, I'm just going to give it to you the way that it is because mm-hmm. I know what's that's what's you need right now, and that's what's best. Ultimately, you might not like it, you might not want to hear it, but that's just the way it is. Your circle of friends might be smaller, but your relationships will be deeper. They are. They they totally are. Um, I meant I, that as a generality. No, <laughs> I wasn't no. Saying, Tim, you had no friends. Yeah. Well, it's interesting <laughs> because people will come to you because <laughs> they know they'll hear truth from you, but That's not right. everybody wants to actually embrace the truth that you share. Right. They don't want to see the real truth that's hiding underneath what they're trying to cover up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But I, I wanted to expand a little further because Steve, he eventually moved away. And so distance has a way of kind of making um, relationships kind of, you know, forge apart and uh-huh. stuff. And then I, the Lord was kind enough to bring in another mentor of mine. And so um, I am 44 years old, and I've always had a mentor in my life. And so to answer your question, community is of the utmost. Mentorship is of the utmost. I am a firm believer um, that you should always be being mentored by someone that is further along in life than you are in your situation, and you have something to offer someone else. So I don't care where you are in your relationship with the Lord, you should be mentoring someone else. Yeah. And so that's that mentor, mentoree, 
relationship is so important. And I think that's something that Rory and I um, really try to strive to do because it's had such a blessing upon our lives. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. It goes back to Titus too. I mean, like Tim said, you always have someone who is coming along beneath you who's eager to hear what you have, what you've learned, what you've gleaned from the Lord. And there's always someone ahead of you that you can glean from as well. So we do, we do deeply uh, agree with mentorship. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I want to make sure as I throw in this disclaimer is that um, I, I love my bride because I seek to love her through God's way, not, oh, I'm in a good mood today, so I'm going to love yeah. her well and vice versa. But I want to understand, have the people understand that are listening, there's no perfect marriage. Things are not always perfect behind the scenes. People bicker and they fight and they get irritated and they don't need to be in the same room for a few hours or minutes or a day or whatever it may be. And so this isn't like, oh, we found the perfect couple or we're this or that. It's just growing together in the Lord is what it's all about. And it's how you get through those times. So again, I've been around your kids and your boys are awesome. And I don't know how you keep, I'm glad you guys are still in your forties because pretty soon you're going to get tired chasing those two dudes around. (laughs) Um, But you know, it's so cool to just see the love of the Lord because I'll see your boys outside playing nine square and in, in a fun way, picking on each other and being silly and whacking each other with a ping pong ball or something like that. But when it's time to lock in, they're locked in. Boys will be boys, but I see respect out of them. I see love. I, Tim, I see your, I've heard your daughter speak of you briefly. And boy, she's got a lot of respect for her daddy, for sure. And that's, and we know that that's earned. That's for blessing. sure. That's, yeah, yeah, it's a huge blessing. And so again, the point is, it's not perfect kids, perfect marriage, perfect family. It's a family that puts the Lord at the very foundation of it. So when, when you guys decide, okay, we're going to have children, okay, was there, um, were there conflicting ideas or did you have any idea how you wanted to raise your kids or what were, what, did you have any thought processes before? I just want to say there was a lot of intentionality, you know, everything that you're saying was, was not done on accident. Right. Um, definitely the leading of the Lord, um, in every aspect, but there was a lot of intentionality put into the kids and what they learned and what is important. Um, you know, we have, life um, values at our house Mm -hmm. that we have taught our kids to help them to have a focus. What do we want them to know when they leave our house? Right. Yeah. I was just going to say when when we started having kids, Rory had all intentions of staying um, working. Mm -hmm. So she worked briefly as an athletic trainer in North Carolina. And uh, we she, work hard. You got a degree, double degree yeah, from Penn she State. Did. I mean, she hey now. It. Yeah, for sure. And then she had Allie. And then, you know, you have your first kid, and it's like in your face, God's love is in your face. You yes. literally start to understand what it looks like to love to the depth. Mm. Well, not even like you try to fathom the depth <laughs> that God loves you at. And so when, she, when we were holding, Allison for the first time, it didn't take that long for Rory to realize, like, I don't want to go back to work. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. And so that brought about um, some fundamental changes in our relationship on how are we going to parent children, Mm -hmm. you know, because you have this idea, well, we'll just put our kid in um, daycare and 
they're going to pick up some stuff there and then we're going to work with them a little bit when we get home. But mm -hmm. that wasn't the case. And so we were fortunate enough to have Rory stay home and I was working from home. And so I was able to kind of work when I wanted to and take off time. So we put a lot of time, a lot of energy and a lot of effort into all of our kids. Intentionality. And, oh, it, and we and did not grow you, up this, in the same no. type of household either. So we would sit together and we would say, okay, you know, what did you love about your childhood? What did I love? Like one of the things that we did in my household that Tim didn't is dinner. We had dinner time every night. So that was something that we talked about and we instilled. Now, granted, there are nights you don't have it, but the majority of the nights we have dinner together because it's our time to connect. Mm -hmm. You know, what did you learn today? What did you do today? Um, you know, dad, how was your day? It's not just about the kids, but just really teaching them to you know, connect with other people. Right. Full engagement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that that's so important. We, we try to do that as well. And you've got one that drives now. Is it one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And same here. And one's getting ready to drive, but it can be tough, you know, the older they get. But, but I love the fact that you keep that intentional family time together, right. especially over dinner, because it's, it's where, I mean, kids, it's funny when parents annoy their kids, it's amazing what they'll put up with as long as you're feeding them. <laughs> Our kids, you know, I, I talked to our kids about this a couple weeks ago. They were, we were all literally laying in our bed. So six of us laying in our California King with the dog up there, by the way, and nobody had any room. And they were like, get off my leg, get off my arm. <laughs> and I turned to Rory and I'm like, what is happening here? And I said, kids, aren't, don't you like want some time away from your parents? And they're like, no, we love you. We want to be around you. And I'm like, in the moment, I was like, Lord, this is such a blessing. Thank Our you. kids are not annoyed by us. They actually yeah. desire to spend time with us. And I think that's because they know that, um, you know, we're on their side. Yeah. And I and tell, with one another. Like, and with one they another. They want yeah. to spend time with one another. Yeah. We're not trying to be, you know, their friend and all of that. We're just trying to lead them to a profitable life in the Lord. Well, And I think they understand that. I've got two verses here for you that I Tell know me. you both know, but it doesn't say uh, train up a friend in the way he should <laughs> right. go. It so. says train up a child in the way he should go. Even when yep. he is old, he will not depart from it. And then you shall teach them diligently to your, not friends, yeah. you shall teach them diligently to your children. Shall and you talk about intentionality, Rory, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise. That, of course, is Deuteronomy 6, 7. The mm -hmm. first one was Proverbs 22, 6. And uh, just so important to be intentional, especially the way the world's going. Yeah. And there's a certain age. I mean, my son's 19, almost 20, and he's in college. And there are some things that I'll never get back. No matter how hard I try, if I haven't done it to this point, the world's got him. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, like you guys, we were intentional. Right. And again, our kids are going to make mistakes, but uh, I'm I'm so appreciative of the intentionality um, that, that you would have done. So here's the iron to the fire, Tim and Rory Akamaw, okay. about parenting. Are there, is there anything that you would have done differently? And I'm going to start. I'm going to put myself on hmm. first, okay? I remember one time um, when I was young, that this is just an example of, of my response that there wasn't a peacefulness about me at the time. I was teaching my oldest to potty train and he was good about going to it. And he, he was, I, we were trying to do it and he was kind of rushing and I was rushing and it kind of went everywhere and all that. 
And instead of, hey, good job, man, that's really good, it doesn't take me but five minutes to yeah, come back when he's him. done and yeah. clean it. But And I didn't, like, go off on him, but he sensed a disappointment, oh, like, yeah. oh, come yeah, on, yeah. watch it here. And people out there might be thinking, oh, my gosh, that's not a big deal. Hey, trust me, there were way worse times than that. Mm. I'm just using an example. But it's just one of those times where I didn't have the perspective of building into him in that moment. And so that was just one of those moments that my son doesn't remember that. And he thinks, you're crazy. Why would you even bring that up? But for me, it's a mini little pierce of the heart of understanding just what an honor, a privilege, and a joy that being a parent is. So is there anything that maybe you can think of that would you have done it differently? Or um, when you think back, I know that's something that's kind of on the spot and maybe not scripted. Yeah. Um, So... I think in my early 20s and, or I'm sorry, late 20s, early 30s, um, I wish I would have learned to handle my emotions better. Yeah. You know, obviously, I think the older I get, the more um, I rely on that maturity in the Lord that I've been building up all these years. And so I'm less likely to say something that I might regret or, um, um, putting that disappointment on my children. Um, I did a pretty good job of spending time with each one of them. I think that if anything, I probably should have done that a little bit more. I think when the kids were early, early like toddlers, when they were able to talk and say, hey, daddy, I want some juice, and they were kind of out of the um, diaper stage, I would take them out on dates. But I think I probably would have done that more often instead of like maybe once every other mm-hmm. month, maybe once a month. Yeah. Um, for me, I think um, I, when I think about it, what I would have done differently, being more in the moment. I am a very like goal-centered person. And so it was always, what do I have to get done? How am I going to do this type of routine each day? And uh, I would have people come up to me and say, oh, enjoy it. It goes by so fast. But when you're literally just trying to make it through the day sometimes when you have just young kids every two years. It is a joy, yes, but at times it can be extremely overwhelming. And I look back now that I have, you know, almost an 11-year-old up to 17, and it went by so fast. You know, I wish I would have been more intentional with the slowing down and just taking it day by day. Yeah. But But that's one of those things that you've gotten really good at the last 10 years. Yeah. You know, when we moved here, we we really slowed down. Mm -hmm. We started taking a lot more vacations and hanging out together and... I agree. It goes to the really just finding the rhythm that the Lord has for you. And isn't it great that children are so resilient. They're flexible. Very flexible, (laughs) both physically and emotionally and mentally. They are definitely, definitely flexible. Yeah. All right. So no matter whether it's a Christian couple or not in this country, maybe in the world, especially in this country, it's about 50% of marriages end up in divorce, whether you're a Christian family or not. And so um, here's a broad question, but I'll just ask it. How do you guys do it? Because for me, it's not an, it would never be an option. Things aren't always perfect, but it would never be an option. But yet I can't equate living with my best friend and my bride of staying mad for too long or of having a struggle so long that 
that would ever even come into play. When, when, when Christ is foundational, when he's center of your marriage, then it makes me deeply desire, as you said, Tim, to love my bride well. And, and that's the Ephesians 5, love. So what would you say? How do you guys do it? Well, I know myself and I know my weaknesses. And so for the last um, probably 15 years, I've been praying the same prayer every morning when I wake up before I do anything. And um, <clears throat> I just say, uh, Father, give me uh, words to speak to my wife today the way that you speak to her. Give me eyes to see her the way that you see mm. her and only for her. Give me a heart to love her the way that you love her and give me wisdom to lead her the way that you lead her. And the Lord has been faithful in that. And I think my part in that is to make sure that I stay out of my own way. And so I live my life from, I try to live my life from a position of sacrificial love. Um, matter of fact, the boys and I were talking about this last night. What does it look for? What does it look like for a godly man to sacrifice? Mm. Like, how does that, how does that play into your life when you're, uh, 14 years old, or I'm sorry, 15 years old, and you're uh, soon to be 14 years old. And what it really looks like is doing the things that you don't necessarily desire to do at that age, but doing them because you know it's honorable to God and honorable to your parents. And so where I'm at in my life now is I don't have to like, um, like make myself do it. I desire to serve yeah, my wife. That's right. You know, there's a maturity inside of me now where it's like I get the joy of the Lord when I get to serve my wife and serve my family mm. and to see the blessing that comes from that. And so I try to stay in that lane at all times. And I find that it gives a, a, a pretty good, you know, relational aspect between Rory and I. The other thing too is, um, is I've made it a point in my life with Rory to never stop dating her and never stop chasing after her. You know, she caught my attention from the very, very first time I ever saw her walking across the lunchroom in high school. And even now when she walks into her room, I get those butterflies in my stomach. So she captivates me. Mm. And I don't ever want to lose that, that emotional response of feeling like, okay, I just want to chase after her. I, I want to date my wife. I want to love her even more every single day. And that's a desire that I lift up to the Lord. But we make time for one another. You know, I make time um, to, to do those things with her. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of couples don't. A lot of couples go about their lives um, during the day when they're working. They live two separate lives. They come home. They collide into this you know, chaos of family and kids and everything that comes with that. And they forget about each other, you know, and then they have these false expectations that they place on one another. And then they wonder why um, that doesn't work out is because they literally forget to serve one another. Roy, can I ask you how it makes you feel to hear that? Oh, amazing. Just, I mean, it just but kind makes of me want to... Go over there and give him a big hug. Can you guys just wait until we're almost done? We got like five minutes left. Can you just wait till it's over? All right. So, Rory, um, point blank question: what Kind of a leader is Tim Akinbaugh? Oh, he's an amazing leader. Yeah, he and what I love is that I got to see him grow into that. You know, he obviously is not the same person he was when we met in high school, um, and just being able to see the before and the whole transformation has just been amazing. And so um, we are human, we are sinners. And so that's where grace comes in. You know, I mess up, 
he messes up and we give each other grace because we know our foundation is in Christ mm. and we are seeking the Lord individually in our own relationship, but we also have those times together where we have the discussions about, you know, what is the Lord doing in your life? What do you feel like he's calling you to, you know, what are some goals you have every year? We set goals for the year. Um, and it's not just, you know, goals like, what do you want to accomplish this year? It's like, where do you, you know, want the Lord to take you this year? What do you want to grow in this year? And so, um, you know, we do that separately, but we do that together too. So we can hold each other accountable and, but we can also encourage each other in those areas as well. That's awesome. Tim? Yeah. What kind of helpmate is this girl over here? Most amazing one ever. That's awesome. I mean, she's my girl. So, um, I, the thing I love about our marriage is my strengths cover her weaknesses and her strengths cover my weaknesses so well. Yeah, that's good. That's, and so that when sums we, it up. Oh, totally, totally. And and the other thing too about that I love about Rory is, Rory has never um, like taken me out to the woodshed when I made a bad decision. As a matter of fact, I remember one time, I I made a decision on behalf of the family and it ended in a lot of emotional turmoil and pain. And while we were in the middle of the desert, like it felt like we were just out there starving to death, she totally encouraged me through that whole thing. Mm. It got to the point where I couldn't even read the Bible because I was so I was feeling so distant from the Lord. She actually would open it up and read it to me. Wow. So she supplemented me. And I remember she said this to me, she said, she said, you can lead us out to the desert, and I, but I fully expect you to lead us out. And I just, that sums Rory up, you know? That she is so yeah, good. Never beat me with a stick or anything like that. Never, well, I told you so, or any of that. Just constant encouragement and That's respect. So okay, yeah. final question for you both. And uh, we'll, we're running on, running on time here, so we'll do the short version of it. Um, but I'll say this, looking back, this is I in my radio and podcasting. This is the question that I did not put this on the list, a version of it. But so here comes the boom, Tim. You ready for that? <laughs> sure. All right. When seeing what the Lord's done in your life, mm -hmm. in your marriage, not the physical part, and I don't care who answers first. So not what you see physically, but when you guys look in the mirror based on what the Lord's brought you through, what do you see? One of the things that that I consistently think about, and I have a just a um, a grateful heart towards is knowing that when it came to me, the Lord used me in my in the lineage of my family to change the generations after that. Because like I had a really good dad and all that. We've talked about it before, mm -hmm. but there was no love for the Lord. There was no like, let me teach you about um, godly characteristics and what it looks like to love Jesus. And I get to do that for my boys and my grandchildren, and they get to do that for their their boys and their grandchildren. And so that is the one thing that I see in the kindness of God that have, I've never been able to fathom why he would do that for me. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I certainly didn't deserve it. Well, none of us do. Right? Um, I would say joy. When I think about where the, law, the Lord has brought me from is joy. Uh, it's not based on circumstances. And it doesn't change because it's joy in the Lord. Yeah. 
Well, um, I got to say, it's it's an honor to have you guys in, in our, our family's life. Um, it really is cool to see the way you guys just go about life loving each other. And even more so, because you can, people can fake it. Mm. People are good at faking it. But over time, you start to smell what's really underneath. Yeah. And, and yeah. your foundation is in Christ. I can see that. You guys live that out. And that's why people ask you to, to mentor them or maybe ask you advice or something like that. So I just like hanging out here in the real thing. You know, I'm not going to patch in the back too much, man. I just want to hear the good Let's stuff. Let's do but, it. But thank that's you guys nice. for being here. Thank you guys for being that model. And uh, thank you for putting Christ first all the time. It is absolutely evident. Well, listen, um, this is just one of many Abundant Life couples. Uh, and every once in a while, we're going we're gonna to have the topic of couples life change here on the Watching World podcast. Uh, so, so make sure you tune in. Uh, these are important podcasts because behind every face, there's a drama unfolding. We all have different relationships, different situations. Things change. We change. We make mistakes. But the one thing you need to remember in your marriage, if it's good, bad, ugly, somewhere in the middle, whatever it may be, is God does not change. He is the rock. And if you're looking for something in your marriage like you've heard with, with Tim and Rory, uh, then uh, you it, it can and will be found in Jesus Christ. For Tim and Rory Ockenbaugh, I'm Les Norman. Thanks for joining us today on the Watching World Podcast.